This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right, guys, we are back for another episode of the On Call Empath. And this episode I've been looking forward to for a long time. My next guest is Bex, the HSP coach. She's a qualified yoga teacher, life coach, breathwork facilitator. She has a degree in psychology and a background in mental health. I love your Instagrams. Welcome to the On Call Empath show. Hello. Thanks so much for having me. (laughs) Absolutely. So I know I have a lot of empaths that are tuning in and HSPs. So uh, why don't we just start off by just asking you, like, let's say someone came up to you and they ask you what you do what would you tell them? <laughs> okay, yeah, cool. I mean, I do, people do ask me what I do and I get a lot of blank looks. So <laughs> it's good to uh, to have a, a platform to explain this properly on. So basically, I am a coach and mentor for highly sensitive people. What does that mean exactly? Um, a HSP is someone who has a highly attuned nervous system and is sensitive to sensory emotional and social input so not many people know this but people every human on the planet falls along the sensitivity scale somewhere so there are people with nervous systems who are largely unresponsive and there are people who are highly sensitive like myself that fall the other end of that spectrum and there's a bunch of people in between So I help the people who are super sensitive right up at the top of that scale, learn how to better manage the challenges that come with the personality trait. And that is a point, an important point to point out. It is not pathological in any way. It is not a diagnosis. It is a personality trait. And it's actually the scientific term is sensory processing sensitivity. So -hmm. if you want to look up the scientific, scientific literature on it that is the term to use rather than hsp yeah it's very interesting because i mean i do get people that do reach out that you know they kind of going in between empaths and hsps but what people do associate with like with hsps that they they struggle with a lot of chronic conditions um poor mental health you know, self-acceptance, burnout, you know, people-pleasing tendencies, and they're always on guard. Um, Would you say that's like a myth or is that just depends on the person? What is your take on that? All of those things very much apply. And it's, it's because, because our nervous systems are so highly attuned, uh, they can become taxed very easily. We are taking more data from our environment in, and we're processing it at a much deeper level. So the brain and the nervous system, they have a lot of work to do in comparison to an average person. And so what that means, if you have any sort of nervous system dysregulation, if you don't know how to self-regulate your emotions, then you'll be living in quite a stressed, sympathetic state Mm -hmm. 
And that lends itself well to, as you said, chronic uh, chronic health conditions, uh, burnout, just repeated mm-hmm. cycles of high stress and burnout and, and mental health issues. You know, a lot of people experience one of the ways that overstimulation manifests for highly sensitive people is anxiety, mm-hmm. is those, you know, those panicky feelings. And that's, you know, sometimes caused by other issues, but oftentimes caused by the nervous system just being so overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. So unless we fully understand the nervous system and how to self-regulate that's going to keep happening because the modern modern society is not set up Mm. for the highly sensitive person there's a lot of sensory input coming in all times there's a lot of stress through work etc so yeah yeah Yeah, there's nothing to be ashamed about and anyone that says you're too sensitive I've gotten that when I was growing up and you know it's just I mean, you shouldn't take, you shouldn't be uh, apologizing for, for who you are. I mean, if that's how you are, that's how you are. Um, so what I like about you is like, you're a coach, but you have your, you went through your own struggles. And I was wondering if you can just kind of touch on that for the audience, just tell them a little bit how you, you know, overcame your past. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I was very sensitive as a child every report card came back she's super quiet she seems like she just sits back and observes Mm -hmm. and seems like she's in her own world half the time and I very much was and now I can look back through the lens of high sensitivity I realized that I was just constantly overwhelmed constantly overstimulated throughout my entire childhood adolescence and university was the worst (laughs) Um, and I really struggled I really I felt so different. I felt so lost and alone. I had no idea. I would look around and think, how is everyone managing so well when I just feel constantly overwhelmed? Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I moved to London and I was in a high stress work environment. Well, I found it high stress anyway. And I got diagnosed with fibromyalgia, which is an autoimmune condition. And I was literally, I had full body joint pain, really quite bad mental health, chronic fatigue. It was, it was bad. And it was that moment where my body was like screaming out to me, like you've, you've kind of suppressed all of this stuff. I mean, there was some childhood trauma as well around the breakdown of my family unit and some grief that we all went through, but yeah a big portion of it was just not understanding my temperament and not understanding how I could help myself so yeah then then I I kind of went on a quest of a a well-being quest to learn everything that I could about wellness mental health nutrition the body like I, I I really did do a deep dive and it was only two years ago when I found out about high sensitivity And that just blew my mind. It was like the light bulb went on in my brain. And then I thought, if other people are experiencing the world in this way and have Mm -hmm. felt as lost as I have felt, I've got to do something to help those people. Yeah, Yeah, I think that's an important component for any coach um, to have that experience, that real life experience. Um, I know that definitely helps, especially if I go to somebody, because there's a lot of coaches that do come on here 
that, you know, their past kind of got them to where they are. So um, now what I want to do is just kind of bring out like, everyone now, like in the world today, uh, and at least in the U.S., like I feel like there's so much stress with work and, uh, you know, inflation and, <clears throat> you know, family units breaking down. There's a lot of single mothers, uh, single fathers. Everyone's kind of like on high alert. So even if you're not like a highly sensitive person, you're still feeling it now in 2022. What can you say to, let's say, somebody who might identify as an empath or a highly sensitive person or just someone that's been through so much trauma, they're, they're like deregulated, they're constantly like under stress and they're having these chronic issues. And now, again, guys, this is not medical advice. This is just us talking. But what kind of tips um, or what kind of things do you use in your coaching to kind of help people kind of get back to uh, a normal state? Because I know like sometimes with HSPs, we go under, we stay under and it's not good if we stay mm -hmm. there too long. How, yeah. what, what, what do you do in those situations? Yeah, sure. I mean, I think there's two main things to address and that is nervous system dysregulation and emotional regulation. So our nervous systems can become dysregulated through trauma, through chronic stress. And if you're someone with a sensitive nervous system, even if you haven't been through trauma, yeah. your nervous system is, you know, th there is the possibility of it being constantly taxed. So one of the main things that I start with is trying to assess whether there is a level of dysregulation in the nervous system and then teaching tools of how they can downregulate the nervous system. So, I mean, there are many methods these days, bilateral stimulation, um, you know, things like yoga, meditation, um, just spending more time out in nature is helpful for nervous system, nervous system uh, regulation. But also when it comes to, I mean, the thing with highly sensitive people is, we are more susceptible to trauma mm -hmm. and for a multitude of reasons, because we're, because our nervous system, nervous systems are so sensitive. We, you know, shouting is more abrasive. Uh, memories are more salient. So we'll, we'll remember more negative uh, things that have happened to us. Mm -hmm. Things it's almost like the dial has been turned up. So yeah. negative emotions feel more intense as to positive ones but when sure. we're specifically talking about you know bad experiences we really feel things more and when we're highly sensitive children and we're, we're experiencing these big overwhelming emotions and our primary caregivers are not there to to help us regulate you know, infants aren't born with those skills. They're not innate. We have to have our caregivers teach us how to regulate our nervous systems and how to regulate our emotions. And sometimes the parents of highly sensitive children think they're overreacting. Oh, she's doing that thing again. You know, I'll just leave her to it. But actually, that's that can be quite traumatic for the highly sensitive child because we don't have any reference point. We have to co-regulate with an adult we have to have that reference point in order to to yeah. you know to come back down so and that's the and that ties into emotional regulation you know a lot of people think that if you're highly sensitive you just can't regulate your emotions and that is 
definitely not true. We definitely have more emotionality. We can be more emotional beings, but it doesn't naturally mean that we can't regulate our emotions. It just means that we weren't shown how. So that is the other step I take people through is how to properly process an emotion so that we're mm-hmm. we're finding the end of that cycle so it's not um, being felt but then you go too deep into it and it lasts mm-hmm. for a really long time or you're suppressing it and you're not mm-hmm. feeling it at all and it becomes stagnant so I would say those are the two main things mm-hmm. that I teach and it's all really about self-regulation yeah very interesting <clears throat> so just on the flip side of things, because um, I mean, at least in the world that that I live in and what I see, a lot of times if we go to the wrong person or you live with a family member uh, or a spouse who's not supportive and they just kind of label it as, you know, maybe, you know, you're just too sensitive, toughen up, suck it up, what's wrong with you? Because I, I feel like I mean, I've talked to a lot of people that I coach as well, that when they went through the schooling system, I mean, they were in with everyone else, but they had that highly sensitive, you know, personality. And so they got low self-esteem from a young age, and then they kind of still have that in adulthood. And even if they have a, you know, family or they have friends, sometimes they need um, some time to recharge have boundaries and not let the outside world dictate who you are as a human being, because most people don't get this. Is, is Would that be fair statement to say? Yeah, there's definitely not a lot of awareness around this trait. Um, we do definitely in Western society have this uh, hustle culture, toughen up, why are you being so sensitive, man mm. up, all this kind of stuff. So yeah, it's, it is hard. You, I, I think sometimes, especially again, if you haven't been modeled uh, self-compassion mm-hmm. growing up, I think, and self-acceptance, I think it's incredibly difficult uh, until you know about this trait and maybe until you've connected with other people who share your experience, it can be very um, isolating and you can sort of berate yourself because mm-hmm. of what societal conditioning has done so I think in those instances you know sometimes we need a coach or a guide in order to connect with that self-compassion otherwise it can be mm-hmm. almost impossible yeah and, and I feel it too I mean being male um, talking about your feelings having a podcast about empaths and you know thinking for others like I mean uh and at least the Western culture, you're supposed to be tough and not show your emotions. And, and I just said, fuck that, you know, I'm going to do what I want to do. And this is who I am. If you don't like it, then um, it's, I have a circle of people that I put myself around and those are my people. They get me. And I think, especially for males, it's just not accepted yet to even talk about your feelings or, you know, say that you're a little sensitive. It's just not masculine. So I'm, I'm glad like you're on here so we can kind of like open that door as well, that um, no matter you, no matter what happened when you were like growing up, we can't judge somebody by just a gender or, you know, um, how they act. I mean, I just feel like with males, it's just a lot tougher 
to talk about your personal problems, especially, you know, going to someone like uh, a HSP coach, but I'm sure I, do you see males as well, or is it just mostly females or? Do you know what? I'm glad you've brought this up because my Instagram community is 93% female Uh and the trait is not, you know, it's 50, 50 split. So just as many men have the trait as women. And I really, really want to push that and really get more men involved. I've never coached Uh a male HSP and, you know, they're more than welcome. If any are listening right now and you need coaching support, like go for it, but they just don't feel comfortable to come forward. And it is very much our our society and 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 the conditioning around i mean in different in um in japan it's almost celebrated yeah you know in the school in the schooling system it's recognized that kids highly sensitive they get different treatment they um yeah they're almost celebrated uh, you know they're going to be gifted in some way this is great mm-hmm. um but it's just not it's just not accepted here which yeah, is really so- sad same here it's just um we just kind of kind of put that tough tough smile on and say everything's fine but yeah uh, there's more suicides especially with men now than ever before and so because they don't want to talk about it and so if you got if there are any males listening empaths i highly sensitive people i urge you to to think out look outside the box and get the help that you need because at the end of the day, it's about you, you know, what, what works for you instead of like trying to hide your emotions. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And maybe there's, you know, a midway step there. Maybe you don't have to tell anyone just yet if you're not ready yeah. to do that, but maybe join a community, right. you know, that has other males in there, you know, you can start, you know, dismantling that subconscious conditioning mm-hmm. around, you know, what it means to be sensitive as a, as a male mm-hmm. and, um yeah just definitely take that first step because yeah there's as you say there's a lot of mental health concerns around especially I think it's ages 20 25 to 45 mm-hmm. uh, males so yeah I mean there's a lot of work to be done yeah really yeah so hopefully we could break that stigma so in closing here um what I'm going to kind of leave you with this. What, what can somebody who's listening right now, what can they do to better themselves? Like just to start off, they just found out they're their HSP or they suspect like they are sensitive. What, what are some things they can do right away, right after this podcast to kind of move things in motion? Sure. I think one of the main uh, things to do is look up the trait so look up sensory processing sensitivity read some of the research give yourself that validation um, understand that it's a real evolutionarily developed trait it's it has a purpose um, within our species so learn all about the trait as i said earlier maybe uh, connect with other hsps find a community um, and that will also help you know those feelings of, oh, I don't, you know, I'm still different. You know, there are lots of people who experience life as you do. And then I'll give a little tool um, as my last sort of takeaway. It's called the physiological sigh. And it's a breath technique, which is the 
currently the quickest way science knows how to downregulate the nervous system. And this is particularly useful if you feel triggered in a conflict or a certain situation, maybe a work situation. Mm and it will downregulate the nervous system in real time. So you inhale through the nose, you inhale for a second time through the nose, and then you exhale an extended breath out of the mouth. And you okay. do that three to four, three, four, five times, and you will feel more calm. It, essentially what's happening is it's rebalancing the levels of oxygen and CO2 in the bloodstream. So it is an, a, a nice way of down regulating the nervous system and bringing it back to baseline there you have it guys give it a shot and before we take off bex can you tell us where we can find you and what you're up to sure yeah so my instagram is the best place to find me that is where i do most of my work the handle is the underscore hsp coach and at the moment i'm doing one-to-one coaching Uh, which you can drop me a DM about. And I'm also looking to start a group coaching container in the next month or so. So if you're looking for that community and you're looking to gain more knowledge about the trait and learn some tools on how to better manage the challenges, then yeah, drop me a DM and we'll see if we can get you into that group. All right, guys, check her out. All right, that does it for this episode. Stay tuned. I got a lot more guests coming on and always keep moving forward. And we are out. You're listening to the On Call Impact.